Welcome to the St. Michael Advent podcast series. My name is Mary Lessman, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Advent is hope. May you be blessed for the Christian journey. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. A reading from Luke, chapter 20, verses 19 to 26. When the scribes and chief priests realized that he had told this parable against them, they wanted to lay hands on him at that very hour, but they feared the people. So they watched him and sent spies who pretended to be honest in order to trap him by what he said, so as to hand him over to the jurisdiction and authority of the governor. So they asked him, Teacher, we know that you are right in what you say and teach, and you show deference to no one. But teach the way of God in accordance with truth. Is it lawful for us to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But he perceived their craftiness and said to them, Show me a denarius. Whose head and whose title does it bear? They said, The emperor's. He said to them, Then give to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. And they were not able in the presence of the people to trap him by what he said. And being amazed by his answer, they became silent. Here ends the reading. You may have noticed that in our current political environment, the goal is to try and make the other guy look bad. It used to be back in the day that our leaders worked together, compromising for the common good. But more and more that has given way to forcing votes on hot button issues that have no chance of passing because then at least you'll have your opponent on record and can exploit that position in the next election. A lot of time and energy spent with not much in the way of results for you and me. In case you're tempted to think this is something new, our gospel passage for today reminds us that this sort of grandstanding and posturing has been going on for at least 2,000 years. In an attempt to trap Jesus, to get him in trouble, the religious authorities ask him, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar? This was a loaded question for a couple of reasons. Israel's under Roman occupation, and this tax is a burdensome per person flat tax that is a reminder of that occupation. And more than that, the tax must be paid with a Roman currency, a denarius. This coin was blasphemous to observant Jews because it not only carried the divine image of Caesar, but also stated that he was high priest. So the religious authorities ask, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar? They believe they have Jesus between a political rock and a theological hard place. If he says yes, then he will look like a Roman sympathizer and use his populist support. If he says no, he can be accused of sedition and turned over to Rome for arrest. Either way, Jesus is toast. So how does he respond? Jesus asks them to give him a denarius, the coin that would be used to pay the tax. And as he so often does, Jesus answers their question. And as he often does, Jesus answers their question with a question of his own. Whose image is this and whose title? When they say the emperors, he says, give to the emperor the things that are the emperors and to God the things that are God's. It's a great reply. Jesus has evaded their trap and revealed them as hypocrites. But what does Jesus mean? Does he mean that worldly things are worldly things and spiritual things are spiritual 
and never the two should meet? Is it a call for a segmented, compartmentalized life, a public life in the world, and a private spiritual life? No, this is not what Jesus is saying. The witness of Jesus' life and that of the whole people of God is that God is the God of all aspects of our life. Jesus is not asking us to lead a split life. He's already taught us that it's impossible when he says no one can serve two masters. No, he's calling us to live faithfully to God in all aspects of our lives. The world we live in is within God's all-encompassing reign. And so, everything belongs to God. The entirety of our lives, our communities, our world, all are a gracious gift held for God's purposes. They do not belong to us. We do not even belong to us. All that we have and all that we are belong to God. So let us ask ourselves, if someone followed us around for a week or two and saw where we spent our time and money and energy, would they know we belong to God? Is God getting our leftovers or our first fruits? Is God first in my life or am I first in my life? Am I giving of myself for God's purposes, to bring kindness and comfort to others, to push back against systems that hinder folks' ability to live lives of worth and value, to respect everyone I encounter? Am I showing with my life what I profess with my words, that Jesus is Lord? The coin they gave Jesus bore the image of Caesar. It is Caesar's coin. Give it to Caesar. But what is it that bears the image of God? Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness. You and I bear the image of God. We owe God our whole being. God made us in his image, and nothing under heaven can claim that which belongs to God. We give all of ourselves to God in gratitude, knowing that all of it is gracious gift. We are beloved children of God, a God who numbers the hairs on our head. May you know your belovedness and live into the one whose image you bear. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O God of peace, who has taught us that in returning and rest we shall be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be our strength. By the might of your Spirit, lift us, we pray, to your presence, where we may be still and know that you are God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen.